This is a Pasco Media production. Please visit pascomedia.com. Hello and welcome to the Abiding Together podcast where we desire to provide a place of connection, rest and encouragement for all of you who are on the journey of living out your passion and purpose in Jesus Christ. Just like we are, my name is Sister Miriam James, and welcome to uh, our second episode of our Advent series, our four-part series, and this one is on Beloved. So I'm going to welcome, as usual, my two wonderful, wonderful friends, um, Michelle Benzinger and Heather Kim, who are both very beloved to me. So Michelle, how are you doing today? I'm doing actually really well. I'm a little tired, but I'm good. Um, yeah, awake and alert and ready to go. Y'all had your launch, right? Of your new Meaningful Market. We did. We had our launch and it went great and it was very supported. So thank you. Um, and now with abundant blessings comes abundant shipping and packaging. And so... Um, <laughs> Didn't Spider-Man's uncle say something about that? But anyway, that's okay. Seriously, <laughs> that's how superheroes fly. Um, but it's great. It is amazing. And we love partnering with the organizations we're partnering with. And um, yeah, it's been a real blast. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Heather, how are you doing? I'm doing well this morning. I was so impressed, Michelle, with your launch. I mean, I always am impressed with everything that you do, but everything was so beautiful, even though you let us see little previews and stuff to finally see it all up and all of the different designs, like really beautiful. So I just want to encourage our listeners, go check it out. Meaningful Market. It's awesome. How are you, sister? Thank you. Doing well, doing well. Uh, you know, still warm down here in South Texas, but um, I did, you know, get a nice cup of coffee this morning and uh, it's all good. So <laughs> you're ready to go. I'm ready to go. Yes. Yeah, so we, I just want to say I had some just great feedback from some people that heard our uh, first installment on belonging last week. So I just want to give a shout out to everybody who really responded to that. And obviously, God is speaking uh, to something in all of our hearts in that. And so today we're going to talk about part two of our series which is beloved and beloved the technical definition of beloved is greatly loved or dear to the heart so a person who is greatly loved and we see the season of advent the season of waiting we're waiting for the beloved one for jesus christ uh, to be born once again um, in all of our hearts and in the world and so we love Henry Nouwen. I think a few weeks ago, Michelle's one thing was the book, uh, Life of the Beloved by Henry Nouwen. But we're going to just take this whole series or this whole episode uh, from a quote by Henry Nouwen. And he says this, he says, I kept running around in large or small circles, always looking for someone or something to be able to convince me of my belovedness. Self-rejection is the greatest enemy of the spiritual life because it contradicts the sacred voice that calls us the beloved. Being the beloved expresses the core truth of our existence. And I'm going to say that last sentence again. It's one of my favorites. Being the beloved expresses the core truth of our existence. Um, mic drop. Okay. Anyway, but so Michelle, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know this is dear to you as well. So can you just talk to our listeners about that whole thing about being beloved and then what Jesus is calling us to, especially in this season of Advent? Yeah, I think for me, um, I think in this season for Advent, I love, we touched on it a little bit. We're going over the genealogy last week, but just that this is salvation history and that um, God has been trying to get us back into relationship. Like he goes to great lengths to be in relationship with us and to love us and to experience 
him in a relationship with us. Like it is the greatest romance story that ever was, you know, I mean, he is totally Mr. Darcy coming through the mist and we are totally Elizabeth Bennett. I thought about that this morning, waiting for him. <laughs> yeah. And we, and we probably, and we have, all of us have our own pride and prejudice against God that oh, he should girl. be loving us this way Preach. or that way. But really he is just, that is what, um, Advent is, it's just waiting for, um, him to come and be with us, you know, Emmanuel to be close to us and that he is always longing to be in relationship with us and for us to open up ourselves to experience that love, you know? So I'm always asking myself the, the question is why am I not allowing myself to receive his love? Like what is it in me that is blocking, whether it's sin or brokenness or whatever it is, um, you know, how am I not experiencing or living out of my belovedness is a question I'm constantly thinking about um, for myself. What about you, Heather? Belovedness speaks to it being very personal and intimate, you know, like beloved doesn't, when I think of that word, I'm not thinking distant, um, you know, those words don't go along with it. So this experience of being the beloved of God is something that's very personal. And I think for many of us, our hearts are longing for it, but maybe we haven't experienced it in the ways that we, that we wish we, that we could, you know, and we look in the scriptures and we see that beautiful scene where Jesus is being baptized and the sky opens and the voice of the father comes. This is my beloved mm-hmm. son with whom I am well pleased. And I think mm-hmm. deep in our hearts, this is what we want to hear. This mm-hmm. is the, the longing of our heart for God to say over our life, you are my beloved and I'm well pleased with you. But I think often we're not hearing that voice of God because we're too busy. You know, there's other voices that are speaking in there. Some of the voices are, you know, the enemy, it's other people, it's our past, you know, our, our fallen nature, our poor ideas of ourself, um, mm-hmm. things that other labels that other people may have put on us. Those are the voices that often we're so focused on and it makes it difficult to hear the voice of the Father saying that we are His beloved. And uh, I think Advent is a beautiful time to make the space. There's a stillness and a quiet around Advent that I think is a wonderful season to pause um, and kind of remove some of those other voices to hear the voice of the Father. What are some of your thoughts, sister? Oh, I, I love this topic. This just goes to the very core of my being. And for men and women, both, all of us, the deepest desire of our heart is to be seen, known, and loved. And I I came across a Twitter uh, post by, I think, Father Damien Ferentz. He's from Cleveland, and he writes for Word on Fire. And he was writing a commentary on Taylor Swift's new album, Reputation. And it was very (laughs) interesting commentary. And I just happened to be listening to that very album as I came across the Twitter post. And he was speaking about how even though she's kind of playing to the throwaway culture now, you can still hear the themes in her heart that she wants. This is That's what she wants. She wants to be seen, known, and loved. And, uh, it's just so true that, that none of us can escape that desire. And it's not just for women, it's for men as well, because it does go to the core truth of our existence. And I'm just convinced more and more, that's the reality of our baptism that, that marks our soul. It indelibly marks our soul as beloved. That is objective truth. Um, but we still have another narrative, like you were saying, Heather playing out in our lives and each of us 
have a different narrative, but there's, there's it's just like any good story. It's got joyful mysteries. It's got sorrowful mysteries. It's got an antagonist and a protagonist. And, and the biggest antagonist is where the enemy of our souls comes and all of our brokenness that says, you are not beloved. You do not belong. Like we talked about last week. And so what we do is we take our question, like we talked about a few weeks ago with your husbands, when they were on about taking our question to other people, like, am I beautiful? Am I strong enough? Do I have what it takes? And, and as we all know, that never that never works. Every time I do that, I, it always ends badly for me. Always. It's funny. Mm-hmm. And I just, I, I see it in myself at times. I'm like, why did I just do that? That was so like me trying to get affirmation from somebody and like calling myself out. I'm yes. like, that was so, you know, and it's because those parts of my life where I don't, I don't believe that. And so there is no other substitute other than sitting with the one who loves us and allowing him to speak the truth. This is not about self-esteem. This is about the reality of who we are, allowing him to speak the truth over us in the sacred silence, especially in the season of Advent. That is hands down one of the best things we can do. Mm-hmm. Amen. Yeah. And it's true. Like those other voices and things that are in our in our life and in our heart, those can be so loud and they affect mm-hmm. everything that we do throughout our day. And if we're not very self-aware, we may not know what those areas are, how we're seeking um, this like how we're bringing our questions to other people and other things and other situations to acknowledge our goodness, to acknowledge that, that we are special in some way. I mean, it sounds, it it sounds kind of cheesy and trivial, but it's not. These are the core Mm -hmm. things in the deep parts of our heart. And sometimes we try to block out those voices. Like, I don't need that. You know, I'm just going to be self-reliant. I'm going to stuck it up. I'm going to be strong. I don't, I don't Mm -hmm. need all of that. That's mushy stuff. That's too flaky for me. Um, Whatever some of us might be telling ourselves. Um, But it's not going to go away. The longing and the questions that we have, we need to bring to the one who is the answer. And Jesus is the answer to all of our questions. As Mother Teresa says, Jesus explains our life. It's only through Jesus and him coming, uh, coming to earth. And this is the beautiful part of the Christmas story that, that we become one with him. You know, he, mm. he takes on our humanity so that we are grafted into him and we are a part of God's family. And that can never change. You're, you're never going to be out of the circle of God's family. Mm. You are in it. That is who you are at the very core of your being. You are a beloved son and daughter of the father. And I love the prodigal son story where we just see the father who is always looking, always searching, always the one pursuing um, no matter where we are. This is the love of the father. And Jesus has explained to us who the father is by how he has lived his life. And mm. we just need to, as you said, sister, allow space and time for him to encounter us, to open our hearts to him, whether it just be even sitting in a church. You know, sometimes I don't know the words to say. I don't have all the right prayers. There's seasons in my life where I'm like, yeah. I don't know what to say. I'm just full of ache and mm. whatever else might be going on. I'm tired, you know, and sometimes I just need to sit in the presence of God and let him speak the words, let him speak the truth, let him come to me and realize I don't have to do it all with him. Mm. What are your thoughts, Mm -hmm. Michelle? Well, I love um, another quote from Henry Nouwen in Life of the Beloved is, um, I keep running around in large or small circles, always looking for someone or something able, something else able to convince me of my belovedness. 
Self-rejection is the greatest enemy of the spiritual life because it contradicts the sacred voice that calls us the beloved. Being the beloved expresses the core truth of our existence. And that's exactly what both of you were talking about. But I just have this image of someone like almost like a dog chasing her tail, like running around in circles. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. tell me I'm like, we see, can we look at all these different things to define us? Tell me I'm beloved. Is it if I do this, you know, if I earn it this way, will I be beloved? If I do this, if I'm a good wife, will I be beloved? If I'm Mm -hmm. mother, will I be beloved? Where it's it's not something we do. It's our core existence of who we are and really leaning into that and believing it, you know, but am I living into my daughterness? And we've talked about this before on the uh, podcast, or am I acting like an orphan, you know, that if I perform or if I do this, then you will love me. You know, we, I think we're still so very much performance based or um, striving based on who we are where it's just a given. It is a blanket. We are beloved. That's it. You know, period explanation marked because he first loved us, you know, Mm -hmm. and one of my favorite, um, which I think about a lot. One of my favorite quotes is Teresa of Avila and it says, you know, I would create the world again just to hear you say you love me. And Jesus Mm -hmm. said that to her, you know, and I just love that relationship, that back and forth of, you know, he just wants us to hear him, us say to him that we love him and he loves us. And it's that relationship, you know, and is our faith being driven by this love relationship, um, you know, or is it our external things? You know, where is, mm-hmm. I think Avon is a good time to stop and check and say, okay, where, you know, it's like a, almost like a marriage encounter. Like, all right, where is our relationship? Mm-hmm. You know, you and me, I mean, because this is our first love story, our first priority, you know, um, How are our communication skills, dear? You know, like, how are we talking? Mm -hmm. How are we experiencing? You know, um, that's great. You know, which is what is going on. Um, It's time. Yeah, it's time to have a heart check. And um, yeah, sister, what about you? Well, I'm glad you reiterated that quote from Henry Nouwen because it's it's true. And I I think one of my I like the translation we know when of Jesus baptism, when when the father says, uh, you know, this is my beloved son in whom I delight. And uh, I think that's so true. So many of us have performance-based love. I mean, I talk to men and women all the time about just their vision of God and, and how, how they see God loving them and just how they were loved in their families. And for so many people, for so many of us, it was performance-based love. And so we take that right into our relationship with God and we try to quote unquote perform well. So then we get what we think we need, which is really a, a grasping uh, mentality. But you know, to delight in somebody, it's like when you delight in them, your face lights up when they walk into the room, you know, and you just, we all have people like that in our life. You just like being around them. You just enjoy being around them. They're just delightful to you. And, and that is how God experiences us. And I've been really praying with the song of songs lately and the song of songs, chapter four, verse nine, when, when, you know, the bridegroom says to his lover, he says, you've, you've stolen my heart. You, you've captured my heart. You've, you completely undone me just by with one of your glances. And I was looking at one of the footnotes to one of the translations and that word to captivate or to undo is actually a Hebrew word, which means to remove the bark from, it means to make you vulnerable. Hmm. And that this person that was speaking into the scripture saying, you know, our love for God, it, it so undoes him that it makes him vulnerable toward us. Like his heart breaks open for us. And I was just like, all right, game over, man. Let me just <laughs> spend yeah. some time. Like, you know, because we don't 
even think of God's heart like that, like that he loves us with a heart like that. He's not indifferent to us. Can I just say, listeners, Jesus Christ is not indifferent to you. He's not tolerating you right now. His heart aches for you. His heart aches for you. You are beloved to him and everything that matters to you matters to him. I mean, you know, and it's, gosh, it just, this, in, I don't know. I just see this so much in myself, these mindsets we get into a performance-based love or, you know, God's just tolerating me. It, it's just, it's, it's not true. That isn't mm-hmm. true. The truth is that we're beloved and his heart is moved. His heart is moved for us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It really does expose what we believe about God when we talk about themes like this. You know, do I believe that he's distant, um, that he's a taskmaster, um, that I'm the slave, he's the master, you know, that I got to get it right, that he's a police officer who just has his little, you know, pad out writing tickets for all the things that I've done wrong, like just writing it in his big book, all the things so that he can smite me or turn me into a pillar of salt at some point. (laughs) You know, what, or is he just like the genie where we just go to him when we need something? It's like, I just want to come to you with my wishes and, and it's just a transaction. There's not a deep relationship there. Often these things, even if we've been walking with God for a long time, they are all in there at different points. Um, We relate to God, not like a father and not like we are the beloved. And I think these are the things that need to be purified. This is why the church is so awesome around these seasons and so intentional about how we enter into it. The themes are going to be so loud and clear when we're at mass, all of the readings, everything is going to be pointing to the same thing. And it's that God is love and he sent his son into this world out of his great and abundant love for us. He couldn't bear to be separated from us um, Mm. that he sent his son. And, and like, do we really sit with that knowledge of like, how much God loves us that the creator of the entire universe of everything beautiful desires to be in an intimate relationship with you and me. You know, <laughs> often I'm not thinking about that. I'm like, I got a lot to do today. And I just blast <laughs> through my day. Like that's not my starting point. But what if it was, what if that was the starting point, you know, for all of us that we woke up and just acknowledged um, how loved we are and how good of a father that we have. I mean, I, for me, it would change everything about my day. You know, I think there would be a peace and an ease about how I go through my day. And I, I love that quote from John Paul II, where it says, you know, we are not the sum of our failures and weaknesses, but we Amen. are the sum of the Father's love for us. So when the mm-hmm. Father looks at us, he doesn't go, oh my goodness, what a wreck. You guys are just yeah. getting it all wrong. Like there is so much sin and screw up and I don't, you know, I'm pure and holy and, and all good. So this is really off-putting to me, you know, like God the Father looks at us and he sees beloved children. That because yeah. of Jesus, that we, he looks at us like he looks at Jesus. Mm. That we are his beloved. Mm. It's hard to even fathom sometimes, isn't it? It, it is. Oh my yeah. Gosh. It's mind blowing. And I think, and that's where we self reject. I think that's what Henry Nowen is talking about. And we say, well, that might be true for you, but we do that like, yeah, but. <laughs> yes. And uh, oh my gosh. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. yeah. And I love it. One of, for me, one of my favorite um, books is, and my kids get it out is, even though they're older now, is the storybook Bible. Um, I just oh, love, yeah. it is probably one of my favorite children's Bible. And I just even love the caption of it on the cover. It says, every story whispers his name. 
Um, mm. and it's just, is very poetic, but, um, but when he talks about coming to get, you know, his people, um, he says to them, you know, that never stopping, like I'm coming back for them. I'm going to rescue them. It's that never stopping, never giving up, never abandoning kind of love, you know, yes. and that's how he feels about us, you know, um, like he just wants to wipe away every tear. He wants to be with us and he wants to be so close, you know, so that he can whisper who we are in our ear that um, mm -hmm. he wants that intimacy. He wants that closeness. And that is amazing. And I think going back to something sister was saying, like, you know, or Heather, like, okay, we're a hot mess. Like, how can he even love this? Like, mm -hmm. you know, when we're trying to like, when we're wrestling with our belovedness, like, all right, come on, I can't be a, you know, beloved because I'm this, this, and this, I've done this, this, and this, like, let's get real, you know? And um, I think it's Brendan Manning says a lot that we are a box full of paradoxes. Mm -hmm. You know, we are, you know, we are hopeful people, but then we doubt, you know, we are people of trust, but then we fear. And that he knows that we are these box full of paradoxes, that we are all that and combined and that he uses our weaknesses and our paradoxes to get closer to him you know, mm -hmm. and to lean into him and that he uses those times that we're fearful to lean in and to begin to trust. We use those times that we are doubting to whisper truth into our ears and to come to know at, um, and Heather, you touched on this, that he is good mm -hmm. and his core. Like when we are doubting our belovedness. It goes back to doubting his goodness. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. that is the thing. It's doubting mm -hmm. that he is good and, um, and even when hard things happened, he is still good. He is still trustworthy. He's still coming after us. Mm -hmm. He's still redeeming. He's still restoring. Um, and yeah, and that allowing that to play out in our everyday lives. Mm -hmm. And I think he wants to play out in our everyday lives more than we give him permission to. I think oh, he's asking wow. us mm -hmm. to give and asking the Holy Spirit, like, come, mm -hmm. you know, play out more in my everyday life. Show me where I'm beloved. And Heather, you touched on this and sister did too, just about being self-aware and creating the time and the space for him to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, we can't do it when we're hustling and bustling and, you know, and I think mm -hmm. I'm pretty much, I can hustle and bustle with the best of them. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, just realizing that. And I think taking time to reflect on the Christmas story will remind us when we look at the details of the story, it'll remind us that God isn't waiting for us to be perfect to come close to us. He didn't come into a perfect world. He came into a stable full of animals that stunk and had, you know, all the things that animals do in that stable, you know, and he came as a baby. He didn't come as a king. He came as this humble little child, like a crying baby into the world. Um, and that he came into this lowly place. And I think that's often where I am. I'm like, I'm the stable for sure. Like <laughs> there's Amen. a lot of, there's a lot of crap in here, you know, that smell <laughs> too good sometimes. And uh, it's comforting when I think about the Christmas story that that's exactly where Jesus came. He could have come anywhere, any way, any fashion. This is how he chose. And that's to teach us something about our own hearts. Sister, I'd love to hear from you. I mean, just with your, your own story of how you came to know God and, you know, your radical conversion and, um, and just how much you've fallen in love with him over the years. Like, can you just tell us a little bit about that journey for you and how you've really come into this new place of experiencing life as the beloved? Mm -hmm. I think that, uh, it is dear to me because that, that really is in my heart of who I am. And, just from my own wounds and all of my own just sin and trauma. I, the, I think one of the deepest roots that I 
had struggled with for a long time. And God is still so tenderly healing. Even this morning, I was up at four o'clock this morning. God was just speaking some just incredibly deep things into my heart and just, you know, casting out these areas of, of self-rejection and the willingness to let go of the narrative. And I think for a long time, I, that was my narrative of that, you know, look at me, I'm broken and I'm, you know, a recovering addict and I have to hustle. I've got to earn for it. I've got to pay for what I've done in my life. And, and I just see more and more that that, that isn't the narrative of, of him. And every time Jesus draws close to me, he shatters the image that I have of him. Thank God. Hmm. And he, I can tell you, he overwhelms me with his kindness, his consideration. He is the most tender and thoughtful lover a soul will ever know. Mm -hmm. Just so reverent and so respectful and just so, just, man, just sincere of what he's speaking. And, and I think that there's got, there's got to be a willingness on my own end to let go of that narrative because it's not true. And, you know, that he says on the Song of Songs, you know, arise, my beloved, my beautiful one, and come. The winter is past, and uh, it's time to go there, to to arise to that, the truth of, of who I am. And I just so grateful, like what you both were saying, that, you know, God is not waiting for us to be perfect. He's coming to us first. He's always initiating the gift. And, and so it, just that continual reminder of just that he just loves. He just loves. That's just when he sees us. He doesn't love you in spite or despite. I don't like when people say that, oh, you're like you're a sinner, but God still loves you. He just loves. Mm-hmm. That's who he <laughs> that's, is. That's yeah. just who he is. And mm-hmm. his desire is to bring us, catechism number one, to bring us into his own beautiful life, his own blessed life. He has mm-hmm. no other motive than that. And he's just such a tender lover. I'm just overwhelmed mm-hmm. by his, man, he's just... I'm epically healing the foundations of my soul lately. Uh, it just has, it's been a long, long road, but just, I, I guess I can see the fruit of it more and more. And so, yeah, I, I'm just so looking forward to this coming advent to see what he is going to speak into that area. Belovedness of living mm-hmm. in truth. Cause just that's all he's calling us to is just to live in the truth. And that's living in the truth is letting go of the narrative and living in the truth, the true story. Mm-hmm. Amen. Love that. Um, I love it too. It's funny. One of the, um, mugs i only decided one for christmas this year but it was from oh holy night and it says he appeared and the soul felt its worth and Mm. i just love that line because like okay like he came and then we felt what we were worth like why he came Mm. for us Mm. and it's just that constant reminder like um you know i'm worth a lot you know because he came for me you Mm -hmm. know um and not just because just because Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. he created me and that's it, mm-hmm. you know, but it's these simple truths that are the hardest ones to embrace. So hard. Yeah. You know? And so, um, you know, when things get awry, like I have to go back to my daughterness, my belovedness, Amen. you know, it's mm-hmm. like the foundational piece. And, um, yeah, we have it. to be open to receiving the gift, you know, mm-hmm. and some of us don't want to, we're like, no, I can't receive that gift or I have to do something before I get yes. the gift. You know, I have to mm-hmm. work for it or prove something, or I have to give you a gift back, or I have to, you know, often we act like that in our real life. Like some of, some of mm-hmm. us have a hard time accepting gifts from people and, and God is the one who starts with the gift, you know, like he's all gift. He just keeps giving and giving and giving, and we don't have to do anything for this um, this gift of being the beloved, it it just comes to us freely. There's nothing you have mm. to do for it. Mm. 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 Amen. Oh my gosh, I think we could go on for a long time about this, but we have to kind of move on here. So in our conclusion of our belovedness, uh, ladies, do you have a one thing that is beloved to you? 
of this week that you can share with our listeners? Like, well, after our, that well, conversation, I don't know. Mine seems not quite. I know up mine to seems trite. With the conversation like, it does. Mind. It seems very trite, but um, I don't know if I'll relate it to belovedness. But it okay. does have to do with coffee. So, I mean, it does kind right, of roll well, in there. But this morning, right. uh, I made my little latte, which I do. And then I snuck some eggnog in it. Oh, and girl, can I just didn't. tell you, this is like Christmas in a cup. It is so festive and awesome. I I mean, y'all, you need to try it. It's so good. We should do like an episode on eggnog because people have various opinions about that. <laughs> totally. We can like have people call in. totally totally yeah no it's delicious so if any of you are eggnog fans i just want to encourage you to sneak a little in your coffee it's the bomb i really don't know how i feel about that yeah yeah see there you go you should feel you should feel good you should feel really good about it oh i don't know about that she feels good about auburn beating alabama that's like the best thing ever oh my gosh if you could have seen sister and i texting each other back during the auburn alabama game it was comedic you two were hilarious like i was like what is going on with my phone because we're on like this three-way text and oh my goodness you two were so funny And Heather is not into sports that much. And so we'll pray for her. She needs deliverance mm-hmm. from that. But my anyway. husband's an Auburn fan. So the game was on. Like he went to Auburn with you, Michelle. So, you I know. know. Yeah. But obviously, but sister and I are about having, yeah, we were having a party there. I was message. just focused on the people who got stuck in the bushes after. They were, I was laughing so hard watching these people jump into the, they're trying to get onto the field and they got stuck in these bushes. And I'm just like, <laughs> I, didn't know that. I was so dying funny. laughing. I'm like, are they going to make it out? This is like the epic drama of the game for me. I didn't watch football at all, but. <laughs> Oh awesome. my goodness gracious. Yeah. Oh, that is too funny. No, what's your one thing, Michelle? Oh, for me? Um, my one thing is um I've just been really impressed this past week. Yes, we opened our shop, but um I really love there's a really great community of Catholic women um that have some really amazing creative shops and creative talents. And I love how we all come together to really support each other. So mm-hmm. there's a couple that I will put on the links, but like when Beauty Met Truth is amazing. I just love what she's doing, um, what Lauren Winters is doing, of course, Jenna from Blessed Is She. But then um, one of the ones like I was really intentional about some of my Christmas gifts is really buying from these small women owned shops. But one I sent to sister and Heather yesterday, the Saint Project, like their prints. Oh, gorgeous. Awesome. Uh, that was stunning. I mean, their images, yeah. the one of the presentation of Mary I bought for my house. Um, like mm. it is amazing. Like mm-hmm. I really think that she, mm. like if you're doing an Ignatian retreat, like you should have those images to help you like for imagine a prayer because they are so yeah. gripping and so beautiful. Like, um, just oh, yeah. kudos, you know, to, Say the name again. It's the same project. And so I will put the link down Mm -hmm. for it. And um, yeah, it's show stopping. Like last week I came across it and I hit the link. You know, you're like searching through scroll, scroll, scroll. And I came across the presentation of Mary and I was like, whoa, like I just had a big stop, you know? Yeah. Beautiful. It is. And I love how it portrays Mary, like where she's tender, but fierce, but just that image of her Mm -hmm. is something that you could, yeah, just really meditate and pray on for a while. And Mm -hmm. so it's beautiful. So yeah, that is mine. What about you, sister? 
Well, I'm the, I have the award for the biggest nerd today. So I haven't been to the dentist in three years. I know, like, don't tell my mom, but uh, so <laughs> I finally got my big girl pants on and went to the dentist today. And I'm like, the, I'm, you know, I, I get to the dentist office and I'm a new patient and I look at the hygienist and I'm like, I'm so excited to be here. And she's like, you're the biggest nerd we've ever met. So I just. <laughs> I just want to say it sounds stupid, but I was grateful to God that I got to go to the dentist today because that's really important. So hands off to all you dentists out there. God bless you for keeping our teeth strong and clean. And it's a thankless job, but we all, we love you, all you hygienists and dentists out there. So yes, my one thing, as nerdy as it is, is the dentist. Super grateful. Did you get to pick a little prize after, like a little plastic ring or something? Or yeah, you well, I was what hoping. What your fluoride is? Did you pick bubble gum? Mint. Yeah. Thank you very okay, much. Thank Mint. You. All right, girls, let's just keep it real here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us once again, listeners, in part two of our four-part series in Advent on being beloved. So you are the beloved, and it is our prayer this week that you would allow that truth to wash over you, that you would allow it to wash over to you to just simmer down to the core of your being, because that's who you are. Um, if you enjoy this episode, we just ask, could you share it with a friend? Uh, you can go to our website, abidingtogetherpodcast.com. Click on the link to any of our episodes, and you can find discussion questions. You can find the links to all of our one things. Go to iTunes, subscribe to us, leave us a rating, leave us a review. It helps us so much. And please know that we are praying for you. So in the meantime, until next week, we will be abiding together. God bless you. Have a great week. <laughs>